Hi, this is Mimi. And this is Lee. And this is Getting Rich After Divorce. We're two divorced women who decided the best way to get rich was to embrace our entrepreneurial spirits and build our own business. To us, rich means the money in your bank account, but also the quality of your life, your experiences, and your personal well-being. You're here to overcome doubt, fear, burnout, and finally get unstuck to build a business you love and makes you rich. You also want to learn how to do all of this while navigating the challenges divorced women face. If that's you, stick with us. You're in the right place. Hi, this is Mimi. And this is Lee. And in this episode of Getting Rich After Divorce, we talk about becoming the face of your brand with a closet edit. Yeah, so um, we've been talking a lot. If you have listened to any of our recent podcasts, you know, go back and, and listen. But we talk a lot about becoming the face of your brand. So in here, we're going to talk about specifically a closet edit and the clothes that you're wearing. Because if you're representing your brand and you know that you need to be visible and kind of out there and putting yourself out there, how do you want to look? You know, you don't want to just be a business version of you that's not you. Like it would not feel authentic to me to show up here with, you know, an updo and lots of makeup and spangly jewelry, you know, and a sparkly top, because that's not how I move around in the world. So I think it's this idea of, you know, does your closet reflect who you are, how you show up on camera reflect who you are, and does that reflect who your business is? Right. And when we think about who you are or who we are, what we're really getting at is your genius, that spark that's inside of you that's unique and really you. And that can shine through in your wardrobe choices. Um, and whenever we bring up being really you, we want to make sure we make this distinction between your authentic genius and this other thing that we call rawness. Like, that we think there's a distinction between the two. Sometimes they merge a little bit, but you want to make sure that we say closet edit, that you're actually putting thought and editorial skills into it. And so, for example, uh, you wouldn't show up in your radius, you know, running shorts and your radius t-shirt that still shows your bra and has stains on it. That's raw. That's maybe a little raw. And the idea of being the face of your brand is to be trustworthy to your clientele. You're building a relationship of trust. And so when you're using this editorial skill with what you wear and how you present yourself visually, uh, you want to be thinking, yes, I want to be authentic and my, show my genius, but I don't want to be untrustworthy seeming somehow. And how do I create this ambiance of trustworthiness that's unique to me. Yeah. And it's like a fine line, right? There's like some consistency too that, that plays in there, you know, like if one day you came in and, you know, I came in, I was a corporate dressed or something like that. Like this is just about as corporate as I get with the high neck, but I became obsessed with like turtlenecks and, and those types of things and showing up on camera. But I think there's like a level of consistency and people want to, um, when they see you, they want to know like, oh, this is, this is who Mimi is. This is who Lee is, you know, 
I can trust that um, that they're who they are because they're like this every time I see them. You know, if you still come in and you aren't being authentic, it's really hard to maintain. Mm. You know, like if all of a sudden, like Lee and I decided what we wanted to do was come in here, you know, and looking like we were super corporate or something like that. To think of having to do that every time I showed them on camera would be exhausting, like to carry a false voice or a false image. Oh, yeah. And it would just feel bad. And, and that's really one of the first questions you want to ask yourself is how do I feel in whatever I'm wearing? Um, so we definitely encourage you to feel comfortable, you know, because if you are being your authentic self, you should I think that goes with feeling comfortable in the clothes, whatever that is, it's going to be different per person. Some people exercise clothes are appropriate because their business has something to do with exercise or staying fit or staying healthy. And so then exercise clothes are great for that presentation. It's probably what people want to see. And you want to stay away from stained outfits or things with rips or things that show maybe what shouldn't be shown in a professional light, you know, and just, just paying attention with those editorial skills, you know, develop, developing your editorial eye for what you wear. Yeah. I, I like how you were saying that because it's a balance of who you are and um, who your client is and how you, you know, represent your authentic, you know, you, you authentically and appear trustworthy to them. Like if you're somebody that calls on C-suite executives all the time, then showing up in, you know, a sports bra and leggings might not be what they expect you to see. (laughs) Um, And like Lee said, like none of that is wrong if that's who your clientele is. Like there really is no, that's what I love about where we are um, in the timeline of history and clothing and makeup and accessories. You know, there really is no right or wrong, as long as, you know, it's polished and appropriate for your client base. Exactly. So you have a lot of latitude and I want to just be clear that we're, you, you have permission to be you and, and the, and so thinking about how comfortable you feel in various outfits, certain colors, textures, what appeals to you the most, definitely start there. You know, what colors appeal to you? Um, you know, when I go into my closet and it's, even though I've done a lot of editorial things in my closet, I still come back to the basics for me are black and white tops and blue jeans. Like the vast majority of my (laughs) closet looks like that, you know, a selection of blue jeans and a wide selection of black and white tops. <laughs> and I just have decided those are my basics. Those are my basics. And I do have some other colors. I, I That was a mission of mine a couple of years ago was to start adding in, you know, judiciously a few colors. And I uh, experimented like what feels right with that. So um, you're going to be thinking, we're going to ask you to come on this journey with us in this podcast <laughs> and be thinking about um, what, what you would like to present visually, what does feel comfortable and what, what, you know, like the direction you might want to head in. If you started to build a wardrobe just for this kind of branding, personal branding thing, what would it be? Yeah, I love, and I love you talking about colors because you do have some fabulous, colorful clothes. I, I love when you wear them. Um, 
And when you said you started experimenting with colors, uh, I was looking in my closet one day and I was like, I don't have any patterns. So what I need are some patterns. Like I got it in my head, like, oh, you're missing patterns. You need to go get them. So I went out and bought clothing that has patterns in them. And then every time I put them on, I'm just like, oh, there's a lot going on. Even if they're subtle <laughs> patterns or something, yep. you know? And so I was like, I have to wear them. Like I have to be in the right mood to put them on. You know, if I sit in front of Zoom, I'm like, oh, this is too much for a Zoom. It's like too much pattern. And I really love some of them. So it's like, um, I think because I went after it with, I need to put this in my closet because it's lacking I wasn't as careful about the patterns that I bought initially. So I did kind of purge some of those first pattern clothes out. And then I just kept the ones that like, I really do love this. I feel good when I'm in it. Like, that's one of the things that, you know, you need to pay. Like, how do I feel when I put this garment on? Like, how does it make me feel? And how does it make me want to show up? Yeah, that reminds me of um, when I was younger, like a kind of preteen and teenager, I lived in the deep South in Atlanta and I went to this preppy boarding school or not boarding school, but private school. And at the time, you know, Lily Pulitzer was like a big thing. And um, also at the time, like, you know, my parents got divorced and we just didn't have money. I often had very boring, plain clothes. And I thought the Lily Pulitzer patterns were so bright and cute because I loved the colors. And so I've always had this funny relationship with Lily Pulitzer. Like I, part of me, I think that little girl part of me always wants to wear those patterns because I liked them then and I couldn't have them. But every time I put one on, I actually hate wearing them. <laughs> I hate it. I feel really not me. I do not feel right when I put those things on. And so it's a funny thing. It On the outside, I think, oh, they're just so, I love these colors. I love these patterns. But when I wear them, I feel like I want to vomit. <laughs> I know exactly how you feel. I was so glad I had girls because I'm like, oh, these girls are going in some Lily Pulitzer. Yeah. It looked perfect, right? On like a three to six year olds. Yeah. yeah. It was like, yeah, I, I think a lot of people have that kind of love hate with Lily Pulitzer. Yeah. So it just, so that's a good example of, I thought it was something I wanted, but, and I've tried, it's like a funny thing. I keep trying to put them on and then I just hate it. <laughs> Yeah. I hate it with a passion when I wear it. So. Yeah. I think another thing that was big when I was younger was the Laura Ashley. Yes. Yeah. Super florals and petite yeah. floral designs. And um, we couldn't afford it. Yeah. So when I got money, I'm like, oh, I'm going to go get me some Laura Ashley. Just because it was like the thing, right? So I felt like, I'm probably like you did with the Lily Pulitzer. It was so out there. And then I got them and I got those dresses and I was like, yeah. I, I just cannot <laughs> believe I spent so much money on this garment that that I don't like, like it was feeding a different need in me. Right. It yes. was feeding yeah. this need of like, I, a little FOMO, like I missed out on the Laura. Yes. So yeah. I'll get it now. and It'll be good. So then I decided, I think I'm just going to have Laura Ashley mugs and be content with that. Yeah, right. yeah. Cause there's a lot of things that drive, like why you pick the clothes mm -hmm. that you pick. Yeah. 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 Oh, so, sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. And I was going to say, and it's not just like the patterns and colors, but it's also like the texture and the fabrics, mm -hmm. you know, I, I was like, I can, um, you know, I have some things that I love them, but when I put them on, they're like too stiff or too itchy or too, you know, like something about the, like the 
the fabric and the texture of it and how it feels, or it's like super puffy. And I feel like a, the Michelin man or something when I'm walking hey. around in it. Right. Yeah. You've got to look at what some things you might wish kind of like with, you know, the Lily Pulitzer, there might be certain styles and shapes that you want to wear that when you put them on, they just really don't work and, and being honest about that. But then sometimes the the opposite happens. And I've had a lot of people say, you know, red just doesn't work on me, but then, you know, like I, I used to work in the fashion industry, you know, for a number of years. And I know, I know that that color actually does look good on them, but they just think it doesn't. So sometimes we have this preconceived notion of what does and doesn't look good on us which sometimes I encourage people to just keep trying, like don't be shut off to something. But then there are times, you know, when like I'm, I'm, you know, short, I'm five foot two. And there's certain things if there's too much fabric in a dress or a top or pants, like wide leg pants, look, don't look right on me because of my height. And so I have to be really careful about, you know, using a drapey fabric if I want that look so that it drapes better. And so you're just, I guess what we're saying is that there's a lot of trial and error here, but to keep playing with it and not get stagnant in what you wear as you go through this journey of being editorial in your closet. I think it requires you to start to be open before you narrow down again. Yeah. So before we hop into the game, I just want to talk to you about accessories. Um, we ran a challenge a few years ago that was called Play Big. And um, I did a whole lesson about, uh, I don't know if it was a lesson, but I did it. Like I talked a lot about, um, at the time I was like crazy about necklaces and I wore necklaces all the time. And I had quite a collection of them. I still do have a lot of them. I've, I've pared them down some. And every necklace made me feel differently when I put it on. Like I had one that came from the Paris um, flea shops. So every time I put it on, I just, it made me feel like adventurous and, you know, kind of bold like that person. So it's really cool when you think about, you know, not just your clothing, but the accessories that they have too. And how do they make you feel, you know, often it's like how you felt when you bought it, you know, how you felt the first time you wore it. Like, does it make you feel powerful and secure and confident? You know, does it make you feel sexy? You know, does it make you feel, um, like adventurous, athletic, you know, everything can evoke a feeling. Right. And, and the main feeling, I think if I were going to give you some coaching guidance as you go through the exercise we're about to give you is be thinking about comfort, but also does this make me feel like my genius is showing through? And just to go back to the, <laughs> the I'm not, I'm picking on Lily Pulitzer now, cause I really do adore the clothes, just not on me. Um, they don't make me feel genius at all. My genius is covered up when I wear those clothes. <laughs> I don't know why, but it is. It, is. It, it just, it's like it covers up my genius. And so you want to be asking yourself, what makes me shine? What makes me sparkle? Is Can people see my sparkle and my genius when I wear this? Or am I covering it up somehow? Um, I think that's those are some questions to keep going back to as you do what we're about to say to do, or we're just suggesting you don't have to, but um, it's a fun exercise to do. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm glad you mentioned that because that like covering up, like, are you using your clothes to hide behind? Yeah. You know, just things to think about as you step into this fun game. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. So as a game, go into your closet uh, in, a, in a good mood. <laughs> do this when you're ready to do it. Don't do it when you're in a bad mood or at the end of a long day. Uh, and, you know, maybe take your phone in there and play some music, you know, make it a fun thing. Make it a game. You know, go in with a light heart. And pull out a total of 30 items you wear frequently throughout the year. So this can go through all the seasons. Um, So you want kind of a a, a representation of tops and bottoms, maybe some dresses. Um, And as a guide, you might think of, you know, the different functions the clothes have. You might be thinking in terms of like, these are work clothes. These are fun clothes. These are loungy kind of you know, relaxed clothes. These are my summery beachy clothes, or these are my social out-go-out clothes. Um, You could think of it that way so that you can pull those outfits and maybe your 30 items include all the functions, all the, that they have. Or you could, if if that's too hard, you could just think in terms of seasons. Like, what do I wear in the summer? What do I wear in the winter? And look at it that way. And the goal is to see what you actually have all at once by pulling it all out and laying them out by outfits on the floor in bed, you know, so that you see, you know, hopefully at least 15 outfits uh, that go together. Yeah, it's really fun. And I think, um, you know, I've done this exercise before and what I would find is you know, when I worked in corporate, I only had corporate clothes. Like I didn't have like, oh, I'm going to go out, you know, for dinner and a movie with my girlfriends or something like that. Or, you know, you only have lounge wear. Mm -hmm. You know, I said, it's it's a really good exercise to see if, you know, like what's missing, you know, what, like, I don't need another white t-shirt. Like clearly I've got that category covered here, you know. Um, and I, and I find I do that. Like I'll have three or four things. I'm like, this is almost the exact same yeah. garment and almost the exact same. Like one was like raisin and one was deep plum. I literally have two shirts that are like almost the exact same yeah. thing. And I was like, I, I can't even think if I wear purple, but yeah, I have two. Right. I'm so right now. Yeah, so you're going to find out some information when you do this. Maybe you go in and you find out you don't even have 30 garments, you know, and that's something to think about, you know, because if you're, you're, you're populating your wardrobe for 365 days, do you maybe perhaps need a couple of items, you know, so next time you have some money or you go shopping, think about what's missing. And then you're probably going to see that kind of like Mimi, you have a lot of the same thing. I have a ton of black V-neck t-shirts and I I finally edited out like this one's old and get it, you know, kind of looks a little older. So I'm going to get rid of that. And this one, you know, I'm not that size anymore. So I'm going to get rid of that. And, you know, you may want to pare down and not take up space in your closet with a bunch of the same things. Um, you know, charity, there are people who need those clothes and, you know, hoarding them in your closet. You know, if you have 10 black t-shirts, <clears throat> you don't need 10 black t-shirts. So it feels good to me, at least, to really clean out my closet so that I'm closer to 30 things and, and I don't have 500 things. That kind of closet makes me very stressed out. And I almost have a heart attack when I walk into my closet and it feels too full and I have to pull things out. 
So, you know, it's going to be different for each one of you, what you discover when you do this. Yeah, it can be emotional too. Like yeah. when you look at things, um, you know, I know for me, sometimes my emotion is um, frustration that I've spent so much money on things that bring me absolutely no yeah. joy or use, you know, only frustrating. They're just more options in my closet of things that I don't want. Mm -hmm. um, and then sometimes like when you, pair them down. It's just such a relief. It's such a relief. Oh, yeah. it feels so good. I wish my biggest frustration is with shoes because I feel like shoes, you, they don't show up on zoom, you know, when we're on zoom, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, I really could live in my Birkenstocks. I really could live, but you're not supposed to wear Birkenstocks with work clothes and you're not supposed to, you know, there are all these things you're not supposed to wear with Birkenstocks. And so I feel frustrated that I have to have shoes that I barely wear just in case I wear a black suit, you know? And so it irritates me that I have to keep a set of black shoes on hand that I don't wear. I, but there's going to be a day when I might need that pair of black shoes. Yeah. yeah. I actually have a separate um, closet that has like the special occasion clothing. Cause I don't consider that as part of my daily wardrobe, you know, right. things that you have to wear to, right functions and you know, if you go to the theater or something like that so I really just those don't even sort of fit so I have kind of my fancier shoes over mm -hmm. there because it could be really frustrating mm -hmm. yeah and you do there are certain things like if you have to go to a funeral you've got to have that black thing right or something close to it that feels like you could wear it to a funeral and it'd be appropriate or or somebody you get a surprise invitation to something that's pretty formal it's good to have something that will work, you know, that, so you don't have to run out and buy something right at that second. Yeah. yeah. And it's harder now that um, I don't work in corporate because I have fewer of those mm -hmm. events and functions. Mm -hmm. Right. So what we want to be clear about in this discussion is that you are in business to share your unique genius with the world through your brand, how you start to brand yourself, which is, it's, it's all the, it's how you decorate your website. It's how you decorate your Facebook page. It's how you decorate yourself and the backgrounds and your photos, the backgrounds in your Zooms. You want to be consistent, consistent as you can. You want to do some editorial thought work around how you're presenting yourself. Um, but the main thing you want to be showing is your genius. You need to shine and sparkle in your business. Does your wardrobe help you do that? Yeah. You know, it's like, do you feel your genius when you get dressed, when you walk into your closet? Like, wouldn't that be amazing? You just open your closet and it's like, there I am. Yeah. <laughs> I see myself. Um, and if it's not, if you don't have that feeling, it really is something that you can begin to tweak over time. Like, I, I think sometimes when people talk about purging and getting rid of stuff, it's like, oh, it's going to cost me a fortune to replace everything all at once. And you don't have to. It can be an overtime type of process. You know, you really want to be this effective genius face of your brand. Right. And, um, and before we close, I want to say I'm obsessed with the idea of getting down to what they call like these little capsule wardrobes. Like, could I operate and live with, because I think in a way we all do wear the same thing over and over again. Yeah, we do. We tend to wear the same pair of jeans and the same t-shirt over and over. Like if I could just get away and I have a couple of shirts like that, 
I got, I have this, it's actually a newer shirt that's linen and it's pale, like a mauvey pink thing. And it's super baggy and loose. And I just adore it. <laughs> I could kind of live in that in my Birkenstocks and a pair of jeans. And if I could just wear that every day and if I didn't think I had to have any variety, I would probably just wear that for a long time. <laughs> so um, I'm, I'm obsessed, like, could I get down to 30 items and have a, a wardrobe that really feels like I shine in it? It's appropriate. And and I, I'm not there yet, but I, I'm obsessed with the idea. Yeah. And I think it's like working towards that is the win, right? Like, even if you end up at 34, you know, or something like that. Like it's the win, it's the win that's in there. Um, so hopefully this has been a great discussion for you guys. We always love talking clothing and, and branding and how to build our business and how to do it in a way that feels really authentic. Yes. Yeah, so um, try the exercise. We would love to hear comments back. Um, we have, we have our website in the show notes. And so you can come right to us. Um, or you could just write to info at hergenius.co and uh, hergenius is H-E-R-G-E-N-I-U-S dot co info at and let us know how this exercise went for you. Yeah, have fun with it. All right, take care. Thank you for listening to Getting Rich After Divorce. We're so happy you were here. We truly value each and every one of you. Yes, um, we, we sure do. And be sure to subscribe to us wherever you're catching us, whether it's on, you know, through a podcast platform or on YouTube. Uh, please subscribe and give us a five-star rating if you feel like you deserve that. Um, and, and join our community so you get updates and, and stick with us.